As small business owners, we never run out of things to do. We could always be doing more research or producing more content or generating more sales. But what should you actually prioritize? What is going to give you the greatest return on your efforts? In this podcast, I talk about the three things you should be doing that will grow your business exponentially. Stay tuned. You're listening to episode number 10 of the Social Media Mompreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Marilena Lamp, and it is my purpose to help you grow your revenue and increase your online presence with tangible and inexpensive online marketing tips. Hello, friend. I want to start off this podcast by simply saying thank you for listening. I've had quite an influx of new listeners recently. So if you're new here, welcome. And if you've been around since the beginning, I'm so happy you're still here. And I hope I can continue to provide you with some valuable content. So this episode is inspired by a podcast I was listening to on my way to work. In fact, I had to pull over on the side of the road and type some notes into my phone because it really got my brain thinking. And it's very different content than what I was listening to. But what it got me thinking about is how I so often focus on the technical skills. I focus on how you can improve your Instagram Instagram profile, excuse me, and your Facebook profile and email marketing and all of these little things that you can be doing. But the reality is if you're not looking at the bigger picture, at the grander marketing ideas, then all of those little things are pretty much worthless. So today's episode is really focused on that grand idea of marketing and what three big things you can be doing to grow your business exponentially. Many times when you ask a business owner or an entrepreneur who their product or service is for, their response is, well, everyone. But the reality is, If you're trying to please everyone, you're going to please no one. So my first tip is to define your target market. And this is really marketing 101, but it has a lot of purpose to it. When I say define your target market, I mean mentally design your ideal customer. First of all, is your customer typically male or female? And for the purpose of pronouns here, I'm going to go with female. So what problem is she facing and how does your product or service address that? How old is she? Is she young? Is she still in college? Is she older? Does she have a family? Does she have a career? Where does she live? Does she live in a city high rise downtown or is she out in the country with not too many neighbors? Think about where she shops. Think about what other behaviors she has. So you can answer these questions in a number of ways. The most comprehensive and ideal way to do so is to conduct a focus group. Now, this is also the most costly way to find the answers to these questions. And I'm not here to give you expensive marketing tips. So I will give you a couple other ideas as to how to do this. One way is to look at the demographics of people who follow you on social media. So you can at least see the general age and where people live and if they are male or female. And I know that's not a lot of information, but it still is something that you can go off of. 
Now, if you really want to be creepy in that sense, you can always click on their profiles and see what other information you can find from that. So that's one way you can look at it. Another way is to look at anecdotal research. And what I mean by this is you can talk to people who know your product or your service and ask them what they know about it. In other words, what other people are saying about your product or your service. And I'll give you an example of how that came into play for a really well-known company in just a second. The reason why defining your target market matters is because it's much more cost-effective to keep your current customers. In other words, it's much more expensive to find new customers. Secondly, once you have defined who your ideal customer is, that's where you're going to spend your marketing efforts. So now that you know where they shop and what problems they're facing and where they live, now you can advertise in only those specific areas. So you're going to cut out all of the waste and all of the noise for people who wouldn't necessarily be interested in your product. Let me give you a really good example of defining the target market. So in the 1990s, Subaru, the car company, had an identity crisis and they needed to figure out who was buying their cars. So they conducted a focus group and they found that the main market who was buying their cars were people like teachers and nurses who highly valued reliability over everything else, over luxury, over looks, over color options. They needed reliability because they all had jobs that had very strict schedules and they needed to be able to get from point A to point B in any type of weather. So they went with this for a little bit and they found that it wasn't as successful as they had hoped it would be. So one of the marketing agency guys on this campaign was just randomly talking about it and said, well, all the people I know who drive Subarus are gay women. In other words, they're all lesbians who are driving this. And this wasn't at a time when sexuality was as accepted as it is now. And so it was kind of hard to conduct this type of research because not necessarily everyone was out or really willing to talk about it. So what they did is they just went off of this anecdotal evidence and they created this marketing campaign that was targeted at lesbian women, but it wasn't so obvious. So if you were a straight male, you wouldn't know that it was targeted at lesbian women. But if you were a lesbian female, you were very aware of what this was saying. So the way that they did that was they started advertising on buses around the city and they had things like an ad that said, it's not a choice, it's the way we're built. And then another one that said, it loves camping, dogs, and long-term commitment. Too bad it's just a car. And then the license plate frames had slogans that women, lesbian women would catch on to, such as Camp Out or Xena Lover. I guess that was kind of a big thing in the 90s. So I just thought that was such a good example of this because they had the focus groups and they also had the anecdotal evidence and they went off of one that was not necessarily the more reliable source of data, but it still got them to where they needed to be and it was a very successful campaign for them. Moral of the story, define your target market. Okay, thing number two, prioritize your needle movers daily. So often as business owners, we like to quote unquote play business. So this can mean something like scrolling social media for research purposes or learning about a product or learning about 
our competitors by watching YouTube videos or doing self-development. By the way, all of those are very important. I'm not putting those down, but I'm not saying that those are what's going to grow your business exponentially. So I'm challenging you to think about three things that you can do every day that's going to grow your business. If you are a health and fitness coach, these might be your needle movers, being the product of the product. In other words, you're working out every day, you're sticking to your meal plan every day. You are producing content related to your product. So maybe you're making meal plans for clients, or you are posting on your blog, or you're talking on your podcast. And then finally, you are directly contacting prospective clients. Now, this one freaks people out the most, but I guarantee you this is where you're going to see the greatest return for your efforts. And I'm not talking about one big email blast of, look at all these cool things I have, contact me. This is a direct one-on-one communication. Now, because you've already defined your target market, you know how your customers communicate, whether that is a phone call or a text or face-to-face, you are facing someone one-on-one and talking to them about what their problems are and what challenges they are facing and how your product or service can address those. So those are some examples of needle movers. So define yours and do them every single day. And now for the third thing that's going to grow your business exponentially is being consistent. And I cannot stress this one enough. This one is probably the most important one that I'm giving you today. Being consistent means that you are consistently blogging or you're consistently recording a podcast or you're consistently posting on social media. So often people will post a lot at once and then completely disappear for a week or two at a time and then post a lot again and then disappear again. It's so much better to just be posting a little bit every now and then versus a lot at once and then nothing. So don't go for the all or nothing mentality here. Try to do a little bit every now and then. Be consistent with it. In summary, the three things you should be doing to grow your business exponentially are number one, define your target market. Number two, prioritize your needle movers every day. And number three, be consistent. Did you enjoy this podcast today? I would absolutely love to hear your feedback. If you could please send me a direct message on Instagram, I'm at social media mompreneur, or leave me a review wherever you get your podcast. I would absolutely love to hear what you have to say about this. Until next time, happy growing your business.